Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Turn, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. And it's been a while, Cal. It has been a while, but you know, the government did it again. Yeah. Didn't they? Bloody government. Bloody government. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they stopped us from uh, socialising uh, with any of our friends uh, and said that we couldn't do anything inside with anybody ever again. Mm, terrible. So, yeah. Uh, but we started recording again uh, because, you know, uh, we've managed to build a nice little outside uh, shelter where we can keep everything nice and uh, nice and dry. Yeah, yeah. And things are gradually getting becoming safer yep. and more and more people are getting vaccinated and, and all of that. Yeah, getting uh, jabbed right up. Have you been jabbed right up yet? Not yet. No. Not yet. No, I think I think it's uh, I'll, I'll be soon, hopefully. Yep. Yeah, uh, hopefully un, 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 under forties, getting jabbed up. They are, yeah. This month, I think, is uh, when it starts 40s. rolling out. Mm. So that'll be interesting. Very. I interesting. wonder if we could do a uh, um, AstraZeneca, a Zaka, uh, pale. Uh, there are definitely some opportunities for some <laughs> vaccine-themed beers. There is, but, isn't uh, there? Do, 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 do you if we give AstraZeneca a shout, we can maybe get them on and we can talk about uh, their recipe, <laughs> uh, what's in it, the flavour profiles they've went for yeah. uh, in their jab. I'll tell you um, what, if you if you work for them, get in touch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll yeah see, give us a shout we'll and we'll get we you on. Do. Yeah. Obviously, once everything's safe. Yes. In the meantime, what today's little episode is all about yeah. is... Not episode 50. This is not episode 50. It's not. It's, it's not. A- episode 50 was going to be an absolute banger as well. It was yeah. going to be a Christmas special. It was going to be a birthday special. It was going to be all sorts of special. There were obvious reasons why we couldn't do that. No. Uh, th- th- something still got brewed. Something did get brewed, yeah. But we didn't do an episode of it. No, but we- the good thing is that doesn't mean we get to try that beer now. Yes. Yeah. So what what we are doing today is a bit of a final gravity extravaganza. Yeah. Where we will be trying four of our previous beers that have been brewed, finished, drunk. Uh, yep. There's a little bit left on one of them that I've just just about managed to save. Yeah. And uh, there is that one beer, that Christmas beer that we didn't do an episode of, but did get brewed and is bloody delicious. Yeah, and, and I've, I've, I've been I've been holding off drinking it because I've got I've I had to replace my keg fridge, um, so I had to like get rid of that buy a whole new one because it just stopped working. It just stopped working no, completely, and I was like, no. it was really frustrating. Um, you know, I, I'm going I'm going to digress into this story here, but basically, <laughs> Go for it. Uh, like I think the compressor clapped out. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this this fridge I bought brand new, like, four years ago. Like, obviously, it was out of warranty because I drilled holes in the side of it. Yeah, um, yeah I can but see I thought, that. But I thought, ah, oh, it can't be that it can't be that expensive to get somebody to come out and fix it. So I rang a few different places, and one bloke I ended up speaking to, um, he was like, oh, it'll be 50 quid or 60 quid for me to come out and have a look at it. And I was like, right, okay. And... So I was like, okay, 50, 60 quid. And I was like, uh, and then he's like, if there's anything wrong with it, then right. then if I've got the part of my van, I can fix it for you. If it is the compressor, 
that's going to be about 170 quid. What? And he was like, if I don't have the part, I'll have to go away, order it, and then it'll be another call-out charge on top of the cost of ordering it. And I'm just like, that's the price of the fridge. Yeah. Like, how is it not worth repairing things anymore? So I, I, I was just like, I sod it. So I just went and bought a new one, and then they took the old one away. Nice. Uh, and, then, and they and didn't then, mind the holes in it? They, well, I mean, they were just going to chuck it in the bin, weren't they, I yeah, guess? Yeah, um, yeah. But the good thing is it meant that I could then get the beers that I brewed onto keg, but then I had to hold off on drinking them. And the good thing is they're <laughs> both very pokey, so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like the sort of thing where you're just going to be sessioning on them all day. Well, that's good news. <clears throat> I think so. So the four that we are going to be trying are uh, almost the most recent episodes, but I think we should start with the beer from episode 46. Good idea. Which is the American Stout. Okay. Got the, in a little the, growler the, here. This is the one that you said you had very, very little of um, and were like, you know, holding out and saving it. Yeah, so. there's there's been about somewhere between uh, one and two litres in the bottom of the keg for a very long time. <laughs> right, I've just okay. Been, just been like, no, I can't touch that no matter how delicious it is. Uh, waiting for the time that we can taste it. Yeah. Uh, I've only slapped it in a growler quick. I haven't done a proper uh, bottle gun type thing. So there is always the potential that, you know, the, the head. The head gone. retention, yeah. And, and a little bit of the carbonation will have dropped out and stuff like that because the, it'll be filling up the rest of the growler. And I was in such a rush to come down here that I also... Is that because uh, you were excited to see me? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, that I did not purge the growler at all either. So oh. it's only been like literally half an hour yeah so I, I don't think not, we have to worry too hard about that but it smells really good though yeah <clears throat> so it's showing a little bit of age yeah there, there is a there is a slight sort of sherry aroma but the it, if you remember back to that episode the gist here was that it's supposed to be an american stout so it's sort of like an irish dry stout yeah but with a bit more hops and a bit of a cleaner fermentation yeah and um, what I've done is tried to boost the malt base just a little bit. Okay. If I remember correctly, I added a, a tiny bit of, uh, it was either amber malt or biscuit malt. One yes. of those, yeah, one of those, yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you precisely. But anyway, to, in, in an effort to make the body uh, amber malt. A know. little bit more robust. A, a, bit, a little bit more English in yep. character. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's more like an English version of an American stout. Yeah. Um, and I think... It succeeded very well. The hops at the start were big and punchy. Yeah. And they did, but they didn't override the more robust malt base. No. That I had for it. But anyway, I'm. I'm so, I mean, how, how long has it been in the keg for now? I would say probably about eight months. Something yeah. Like so, that. So, so, months. so I think we probably expect the hop character to have dropped off a little bit and everything yeah. to have sort of like mellowed and become sort of one yeah homogenous taste so i've still got, i've got you know quite strong faith in my closed transfer system now yep so i i can basically go take the beer from the fermenter and put it into the keg without any oxygen or with minimizing the oxygen intake yeah of the beer and uh for that you do unfortunately need a certain bits of special gear like you need a fermenter that can be put under pressure yeah and <clears throat> Stuff like that, but you can then push. You you don't need any pumps or motors or anything because you, you can push with the CO two. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's still going to show age, no matter how little oxygen is in there. It it, it always will. Uh, so I, I've I've had a little taste of it, and yeah, I think the 
I think the Hop character probably has dropped off a bit. It's still definitely there, um, but everything's just sort of like mellowed together. Um, mm. But the the aftertaste is really good. Like I'm, I'm getting a really nice, um, like sort of chocolate coffee sort yeah, of taste to the, it. The chocolate uh, smoothness, yeah, that, that sort of more vanilla edge of the darker malts is is coming through much more than it. No, I'd, I'd say it was like that for a while. Um, yeah. But towards the end, it sort of tapered into that from a hoppier starting position. Yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, I... But like, on, on the nose, it's absolutely amazing. Like, mm. it's it's got, like, real dark fruit, uh, like, sort of, like, raisins and stuff, like, kind of coming through. And I don't know if that's was realistically what you were going for, uh, but it's definitely what's happened, yeah. and it's nice. Yeah, I, that was that was another one of those flavors that wasn't there. Earlier, yes, and might potentially be a little bit of oxygen sort of creeping in as well. But I, I think on the whole, when it was fresh, it was brilliant. Yes, uh, yeah, in yeah. in a in a vibrant sort of black IPA kind of way. Yeah, and it's it's softened into a very nice stout. So yeah, and I mean that, that, that's that's kind of always the good thing I find with stouts is you you, you do get that. Um, quite interesting change as it gets older and it's some of your lighter beers can suffer from it just not doing well from aging whereas stouts always seem to go okay yeah this is good yep this is still good it's differently good and then it just kind of goes on Mm. like that whereas your paler beers don't tend to have that longevity i think nice yeah uh the for me lessons learned because i i think it's important to have your lessons that you learn from Definitely. is that as predicted sabro goes pretty well in dark beer yep and uh chinook yeah that just reinforces my brain that that is always a classic one to go for <laughs> it is, it, it, it is definitely malt. a solid um it's definitely a solid hop like yeah for, for darker beers Chinook's yeah. uh get it in you type thing <laughs> get it in you uh yeah. so i mean should we move on to another one okay let's move on to the very not the next one but the one after that yeah episode because the fruited porter we did try we did try that uh and that was banging that was the the one that was all plum and cherry and yes yeah yeah oh. and that, 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 that was um the one i used uh extracts with mm. um so yeah i was I, I was quite i was quite pleased with how that one came out that one got drank very very quickly yeah and um so go back and listen to i believe it's in the episode of the beer that we're trying next which is the triple yeah not next the one after the next <laughs> the the triple so if you want to find out how the fruited portal went listen to the triple yeah episode uh but before then let's go get the next one all right all right so next up we we uh skipped straight ahead to we did skip episode straight. 48 which was my attempt at a session matson oh that fizzed quite lovely there as it, well it fizzed yeah this growler's a bit more full up right <clears throat> so it's uh because I, i'm still drinking this one yeah there was and it caused issues there was a <laughs> large ish gap between the ordering of the ingredients and the actual brewing of this beer how large of a gap at least a couple of months unfortunately okay how did the yeast survive um the beer fermented absolutely fine the the fermentation was not an issue that's good the 
Well, okay, so there were two big issues with this thing. Right. One of them is decoction mashing. Oh, God, yeah, it was that one, wasn't <laughs> it? It was that one. How that did was, that go? That was a terrible day. <laughs> that was such right. a bad day. There was no disasters, but it was a fantastic way of making a brew day take more than eight hours. Wow. It was such a waste of time. Okay, so I mean, like, just to give uh, our listeners uh, a level of perspective, how long would a brew day normally take you? Uh, if if everything's in its place and I know what I'm doing, five yep. to six hours. Okay. Maybe like if I really know what I'm doing less than that, but yeah, so, about yeah, so, five and a half hours. So, so so you're talking adding like an extra three hours onto yep. your onto your day. Yes. Uh, this is triple decoction mashing. So this is at three points during the mashing phase. Yeah. You're extracting a certain volume of the mash, grains and all, boiling it, and then adding it, uh, boiling it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then adding that back into the mash. Uh, so that serves as uh, temperature step rises and, yeah. and, and all types of things like that. Um, so did you notice, I mean, obviously... I suppose the best way to find out whether or not it would actually make a difference is to brew this recipe again, but without doing that would be true. That mash. Yes. Um, but did you, it, having tried this before? Because I'm assuming you have tried it before. Yes. Did you find that it that you feel like it made any difference whatsoever? No, no difference to the malt. <clears throat> right. But obviously, I've got no side by side comparison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would be very surprised if it made a significant enough change to be to worth warrant my the time. Th- extra three hours. Yeah. Of, yeah. And unfortunately, the other mistake that is completely my own fault, <laughs> right, was the gap between ordering ingredients and those ingredients turning up, and me getting round to brewing it. Yeah. Meant that I lost the hops. Ah. That I. What do you mean you lost them? I couldn't find them. Uh, Have you found them since? When it came to my wort heating up in the kettle, oh, I need my 60-minute edition hops. Aye. I couldn't find them. (laughs) And I ran ran around all the house, (laughs) everywhere I I would have put them. Several questions. Yeah. Um, Why didn't you just just keep it all in the same box that it arrived in? Well, because I fridged the yeast. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, like, like the yeast is realistically the only thing you should ever yeah. need to remove from the box. And I turns out I freezed the hops. Uh, but ah, so you did find them. I again. did find them eventually. Excellent. Okay. Uh, like a week later. Yeah, but not I'd, not enough time. I put them in a weird place and tucked behind several things. So underneath the vegan sausages. Yeah, right. It was it was a uh, a surprise. Uh, next question. Yeah. Why didn't you make sure you had everything before you started? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's a lesson learned. That is a big lesson learned. Yeah, uh, that, 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 you know, uh, piss poor preparation makes for piss poor for performance. Is that the, well, the seven Ps? I mean, normally it's fine because I get all of the ingredients delivered and they're in sensible places when I come to use them. I just, for some reason, I put Every, Everybody really puts place. things in sensible places, you realise. Yeah. Like, I've never put anything in a dumb place. Yeah. And yet I still lose shit. So, because I go, that's a good that's a good place to put that. Yeah, I'll remember where yeah, I've put yeah. that for sure. And then two months later. Never a clue. No. <laughs> the only hops I did manage to find were a bit left over of uh, BBC Columbus, I think, okay. that I had from a brew about six months before. Yeah. I can't remember exactly which one that was from. So I 
I, I think fair enough. I used the Columbus for the bittering. I also added just a touch for aroma, just to right, okay. potentially like I did want it to have something and it not just be just malt. Yeah. But I think the amount I added was potentially a bit too much right. for the subtlety, the subtle complexity of the malt. And so it came off a little bit too hoppy. Okay. But just a touch. Yep. And that hop character was Columbus as well, which yeah, yeah. is fairly it's not not one of those it's not like sriracha ace where it's so distinctive that you can tell it's columbus straight away yeah but once you get a feel for columbus you do start picking it up in other beers yeah yeah and it normally pairs well with a really darker malt like a really and it, it wasn't quite malt, what you'd just, planned it just overpowered so what and, did you want to put in uh i have the recipe somewhere here but okay. it was it was definitely a lot more traditional um uh, down the uh more sort of sats end of, yeah, yeah. of that sort of uh, traditional lager sort of vibe. And it's just a bit of a shame. I really would have liked to have tried this with a more traditional hop edge. And, and yeah, yeah. Because it, it's ended up smelling and tasting like an IPL rather than yeah, so I mean, like, a lager. It's sometimes you just got to, you know, make do with what you've got. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, your hops went missing, and uh, but the good thing is, is you, you you had something to hand that you could just crack on with. So yeah. that was quite fortunate. Um, yeah, it was emergency backup stuff that I got a while ago. I think there was a dry hop edition for one of my beers that I figured I'll only use half because it's pretty hoppy already. Yeah, and so it was not much. It was less than 100 grams in total. Um, but no, I can see what you mean about it smelling more like sort of like a, a an IPL. Yeah. Um like the 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 hop character's more there than I would expect from a Merton normally. Yeah. And it's definitely a lot more citrus. Um some of that spiciness is there, like just a just a low key a hoppy spice character, but it is definitely citrus and, and It works though. Like it's, it's a lovely it, like like it's it's definitely a nice beer, but it's it's not what you were aiming for, I guess. No, no, and I will. I will drink it. I've been. It it's mellowed somewhat as well. Yeah, and so what you're getting is not how it was when it was fresh. It was yes. definitely a lot more aggressive. So a lot, a lot of the citrus lemon stuffs smoothed off. Some of the malt bite is smoothed off a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, it's the the citrus is definitely still there, but it's more like a lemon peel. Mm. than it is like lemon juice or you know it, it, it's it's definitely more that uh sort of flavor profile mm. but and i'll get I'm, through it that's yeah i mean it it's still nice and, and, and that's tends to be the great thing about brewing like, unless you really whiff it what you you've got still drink it what you've got is still perfectly drinkable and probably you've invented a new style of beer yeah uh, an ipm yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Indian Imperial, uh, Pale uh, Medicine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's a session. Because this, this was Mertzen. supposed to be a session Medicine anyway, so this yeah. was only, I, I think this version came out at 4.1. HSM? HSM. Hoppy Session Medicine? Hoppy Session Medicine. Cas- Citrus uh, Session Medicine? West Coast Medicine. <laughs> God. West Coast table mess. Oh, oh, oh God, mate! We're, we're like, like we, we've got a whole little like side gig going oh, on here, yeah. just inventing styles willy nilly. Yeah, like it. I, I think there's a, there's a lot of demand for that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's very nice. Um, so what 
What's up next in our big, massive journey of stuff? Uh, so, we've got two under our belts. We are now moving on to the next episode, which is currently on tap in your brand new fridge. It is, yeah. And it is the Belgian Triple. Should oh. we go and get some? Yeah, go on then. Right then, Cal. What is this lovely thing? Uh, it's a Belgian Triple. Uh, so I went pretty pretty down the line on this one. Um, so, I mean, I think the some of the beers that we managed to get, we, I don't think we managed to get Westermel's um, triple, but I think we managed to get a couple of other, like the, like the big classics. Mm. And it's a style that I, that I really enjoy. Um, you know, it's lager, but punch in the face, sort of like 8 9% level <laughs> lager yeah. uh, with, it should have sort of like, like almost a candy sweetness to it. Because mm-hmm. um, the Belgian candy sugar. Because you use Belgian candy sugar in it uh, to try and to try and bring things up. Um, and yeah, th- this was in keg for quite a while. Um, so I I kegged it before before my fridge broke. Mm-hmm. Managed to get some gas into it, but didn't manage to carbonate it because right. I was. I was totally unable to carbonate at the 19 degrees that my kitchen was when my fridge broke. But then to store it, I kept it in the keg and I put it outside Mm. throughout the winter. And it just stayed outside all winter. Because it was strong enough to not freeze, I guess. Because it was strong enough to not freeze. But it potentially did get quite a lot of fluctuations in temperature. Well, it will have. I mean, like like we had some pretty pretty cold winter just Mm. in general. Like I don't think it really went too sort of mad but it had finished fermenting it had done everything it needed to and i had managed to put enough co2 top pressure into it um to kind of keep it safe yeah uh during that point so i think i kept it under about um round about sort of 30 psi oh wow um of top pressure but obviously it's a very small amount of top pressure for that amount of liquid so you know that 30 psi it would have actually sank in a little bit yeah. um getting to well, it just close to atmosphere. Yeah, yeah it would have got at, at, at close to atmospheric mm. um but yeah i mean brew day it was quite a while ago um <laughs> i don't remember any massive issues i think you know like brewing something this simple um is pretty straightforward uh obviously with the the triple you're using a uh, belgian yeast so you brew slightly higher um which yeah, helps things along helps keeps things uh keeps things ticking along and you tend to get a pretty vibrant um fermentation which is pretty good um and yeah i mean it's i think it's turned out all right it's been it, it's been in yeah. keg for quite a while it's 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 a little bit hazy but it's definitely got that um like sort of like dark straw yeah it's um, d- golden color. sort of yeah. yeah and and the the aroma the aroma is very intriguing because there is some esters in there but they're they're not with some belgian styles that comes off as like super strong banana yes and very little else whereas this is softened out to more of like that sort of bubble gummy almost like yeah. almost vanilla-y sort of weird uh, like there's fruits but they're really subtle and and mixed yeah and i mean like with like with this style like it being a pale um you know, you think, okay, well, maybe like, like maybe this isn't the sort of thing that should be aging uh, for a while. And I mean, obviously, it has been has been a while since we did this. 
um you know i think it was around about sort of october time yeah um that we did it Definitely so it was before like, christmas yeah so it's like okay like how how well is this thing gonna age and i think it's like i said it's mellowed out reasonably well like those esters have have dropped off but you don't want a high high ester profile um in this sort of beer but yeah like, I can see that in a darker Belgian style, it, maybe you in, do want it, yeah, that. Like, yeah, like in the uh, the doubles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then, then yeah, but you want uh, again, like just a really quite a, just a strong lager sort of like uh, balance. Like you want the balance between the hops and the grain to to really be there, and you want the balance with the yeast as well. Mm. Uh, but the yeast should be slightly more of a character, uh, but it should be reasonably sweet. Um, but feel very full. It definitely feels full. Yeah, the <clears throat> sweetness is there, and it's it is more of that sort of sugary sweet. Like there's not there's not really a caramel presence. No. Um, and the the malt itself isn't very biting, but it's definitely present. It's, yeah, it's just big, sweet, nice. The the esters, are, as I say, they're there, but they're quite subtle. Yeah, and they're they're quite sort of mixed in yeah uh for want of a better phrase um yeah, but yeah. I, the, there's there's not much carbonation on it no no i think i think i think is a good choice to yeah i think i think it's just it's the fact that it's been sat in keg i don't i don't want to be just cranking it with um yeah. like co2 i mean if if i was to bottle this i would do like a more sort of like belgian style bottling where it would be sort of like high amounts of sugar to getting like high effervescence mm-hmm. um but on keg i find that it works really well um at this level of carbonation i think if i was to do it again i'd probably let the yeast run a little bit longer yeah um i'd I'd want to drop out some of that sweetness i think and just make it a little bit drier than it is because it is very nice and that sweetness does give it um a decent amount of body Mm. It dry, I think it dries out though. It, it, it over time, it, yeah. It, like, it, like it's not cloying. Like no. the, the sweetness is definitely not a like. It doesn't hang around in your mouth. It does strip out really quick. Mm. Uh, but I think I would prefer that it wasn't so sweet just right at the start. I think yeah. I'd like something a little bit like just something a little bit dry. And I think I could probably get that by uh, either decreasing the malt and increasing the sugar. Um, or just allowing the allowing the yeast to kind of just chug along. I mean, you, you might also find out that that type of big hit of sweetness is reduced with a much higher carbonation yep. as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, Carbonation can have an effect on how you perceive sweetness, I mm-hmm. believe. So it's it might be worth a try. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing stopping me now. Like now that I've got a functioning fridge, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. stopping me just cranking up the uh, cranking up the PSI on it and trying yeah, uh, yeah, force yeah. carbonate again. No, I think uh, from from what I'm tasting and experiencing, I think your your recipe's spot on. Um, I think it potentially suffered from that lack of a lack of consistent, shall we say? Yeah, I, uh, like it, it was treatment it, after fermentation. It's just one of those things, you know. Like when when your primary way of carbonating, especially if if you're kegging, mm. you have to have temperature control yeah. to to like to yeah, carb yeah. to carbonate properly and to carbonate and keeping things at a constant temperature and like i say we, we were quite lucky to have a reasonably cold uh winter this year mm-hmm. which meant that the few weeks in between me having a broken fridge and having a fixed fridge ready to go it meant that i could keep 
some of the beer outside mm. uh, because the next beer had exactly the same treatment. Oh, did it? It did. Oh. Because well, that didn't have a place to live either. Yeah, and I've tried that one, so that's, yeah. that's good. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's... It's very fortunate that it didn't happen during fermentation because Belgian yes. yeasts can get a bit out of control if they're yeah. not kept I mean, in check. But. The thing is, I, I don't know if it did, especially on the next beer. Right. But the next beer was brewed with kvike, so oh, it didn't bloody matter. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so it didn't. I did not know that. I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it. It seems like we're heading towards that beer anyway, so maybe we should uh, go get it. Okay, and now we are going to be trying the Lost episode. Yeah, so th- this was something which we were going to do for our uh, 50th episode. It was going to be like a birthday, Christmas special all rolled into one uh, where we were going to make an Imperial Stout. Well, I think the plan was to make a cake. No, it was to make an Imperial Stout and then make a cake out of that. Yeah. And then use that cake in so, an imperial stout. Yeah, and then make a cake out of that. So yeah, like I I did some research on how exactly that would go, uh, and it it wouldn't okay. basically. Um, wow. So the problem is the amount of fat and everything in the cake. It's where you would put the cake. Do you put it into the boil? Do you put it into the mash? If you put it into the mash you knacker everything mm. because uh, it, it throws off your whole chemistry completely. If you put it into the boil, the fat messes with your whole chemistry. Um, so I was like, okay, well, do I have to try and make a vegan cake? Because then that doesn't have the same fats and everything in it. Um, it still has some, surely. It, 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 but that's it. It, it, it does yeah. still have some. But, but then I was like, Okay, well, do I make a cake tincture? <laughs> That's uh, yeah, and, uh, like birthday cake and, 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 and I went on and on, like thinking of all these different things, and I was going to discuss them during the episode and everything. But obviously, that episode never happened. Mm. Uh, so I had the ingredients sitting around, and eventually, when it when it it came to pass that obviously we were never going to get out of lockdown ever, I was like, well, solder, I'll just I'll just brew it because there's no point in these ingredients just sitting around my house for nothing. Yeah, uh, so I just brewed a straight up. Uh, imperial stout uh but this one i specifically wanted to use tonka bean nice yeah. i don't know if you've ever used tonka bean i personally have never used tonka bean but i have drank yeah. beers with tonka now, bean in i um, love tonka bean so from malt miller um as part of the recipe that i designed which uh will be on their site if it's not already uh which you will be able to actually get hold of this recipe um they sell tonka beans and i was like brilliant get some of them over and i've been using them in all sorts um (laughs) not just in beers not so not just in making beer um i've been finding grating it into uh like caramel sauce when i've been making sticky toffee pudding oh is amazing you don't need much. Like I've, I've I've got a little packet of the beans here, and, yeah. they, and, and, they, and they come in packs of five. Um, five and beans to a pack. Five, five beans to a pack, and that's that's the sort of size. They're, they're kind of like a small butter bean or a large kidney bean. And yeah, they smell, a large large kidney bean. They smell outstanding. They are very really, aromatic, really pungent. Yeah, this is one of the things that I've been told about tonka beans. 
is that they are much more efficient than oh. vanilla. You can get a huge oh, amount of flavor from a very small different amount. flavor as well. That's different. a thing. Like it's not the same as vanilla. No, it's it, it is. It's much more complex. Um, but something I found really interesting about tonka beans is there is a black marker for tonka beans in America because they're technically illegal. Because they're illegal. They're, they're, they're not yeah. technically illegal. They are illegal in America. <laughs> yeah, same, there's, there's no. There's, there's no technically or not. It's illegal. Which means that you have this underground black market for tonka beans where chefs are going. And like, I've just got this idea of like down a back alley, just this bloke with like loads of like <laughs> in- rare ingredients just in a cup. He's like, what are you buying? Yeah. I'll have the tonka beans, pal. Yeah. Um, Five beans. Yeah. Because they're in large quantities, they are toxic. But I think they have to be particularly large quantities. Right. And I mean, I used. Um, one bean in 20 litres of beer. And I made a tincture. So, um, you know, I love making tinctures when it comes to <laughs> just doing... Just in general. Just in general. But especially when it comes to, try, like, getting uh, flavours into beers, mm-hmm. I find tinctures work really well um, in certain aspects, like getting coconibs. Um, I tend to soak coconibs in something, whiskey. Um, this time I did it with crack and rum. Mm. I soaked, uh, I so, so there is coconibs in this beer. I soaked the coconibs and the tonka bean in crack uh, and rum for two weeks. And then I just dumped the whole lot straight into the beer and then just let it sit for another five or six days um, before racking it into a keg. Mm. And two then, weeks is a very thorough tincture. It well. is, but I was, I was just like, okay, I'm just like, normally I would leave it for the whole uh, brewing process. Uh, so of the whole um, fermentation, fermentation. Yeah. Uh, but this time I actually used a uh, kvike yeast. Oh yes, yeah, weird. yeah. So yeah. Uh, th- this thing, this this stout comes in at a good ten and a half percent. Nice. Uh, and I was like, okay, ten and a half percent beers. Like normally they take quite a while to ferment out, even with uh, a pretty robust yeast. Um, and it took, I think, about four days. To get to ten and a half percent, like like for a Vike yeast, yeah, that's at, f- fermenting at like thirty eight degrees. Because the thing is, my fridge was broken, but my heater wasn't, <laughs> so I could keep it at that temperature. Because oh, so I, nice. I, I was like, well, my fridge is broken, but I can still brew. That's and I just clever. and I brewed quite. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll, so that's just a greenhouse heater hooked up to an ink bird, isn't it? Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then using the broken fridge as your chamber to yeah. maintain that temperature to, to maintain temperature that's smart so that's I'll, an idea for everyone out there yeah i know right I'll, I'll, I'll quickly just run you through uh the recipe uh so in there is uh oat malt carrot aroma chocolate malt roasted wheat malt uh pale ale malt um and then we've got uh imperial malt from simpsons uh and it is it's got uh bravo T90 pellets in it, mm-hmm. uh, and Challenger. Nice. Uh, and then it's got coconibs, tonka beans, and then I used uh, Omega's yeast, uh, Jontar, which is the Kvike yeast. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Is, like, is Jontar famous for any particular flavours? Uh, I mean... <laughs> or is it, it was, a clean one? It was, it was the one I thought would fit best with um, the flavour profile I was going for, which was going to be that sort of like... Uh, raisiny, um, 
sort of like birthday, like kind of birthday slash Christmas cake sort of taste. Mm. Like, didn't do you know how when you sort get like, a, and, yeah, yeah, so like 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 your, like your good dark dried fruits, um, mm. and then you mix that with the the coca nibs, the crack and rum. Uh, so you get like big vanilla from crack and rum, uh, mm. but also you get the big vanilla from the tonka bean. You get coconut, um, and yeah, like. I think this has turned out really quite well. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. The aroma is definitely alluring. It's it's uh, full tonka, it, have, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, having having a sniff of the tonka bean raw. I mean, it's half a bean. I could I, nearly shove it right in my face. <laughs> yeah, schnaffle it down. Yeah, I wouldn't eat it because they're toxic. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I, I don't know if eating a whole bean would be bad for you, but I mean, I wouldn't go schnaffling your way through a pack yeah. of them. Uh, you know, don't try this at home type thing. Um, yeah, but that flavor, that aroma, having had the raw bean, is very, very present in this. Yeah. Beer. Now, before you take a sip, um, I did buy a beer to go along with this episode. I mean, I bought a few, but I have drank them. Um, but one of the beers that I did uh, pick up was Mixed Ex- Mister Experience from Pomona Island, which is yeah, the nice. Imperial Fudge Stout with Tonka and Vanilla. So I've poured us uh, some of that off as well. So before you stick that in your gob, have, okay. a, sm- have a smell of that one and see the, how Pomona you feel. Island one. Yeah, and see and see what sort of uh, what sort of smells you get from that. Not as much Tonka. No, um, but potentially a bit more sort of velvety. I think that's maybe the, the the sort of like maybe a fudge aroma. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that sort of it's not vanilla. It's there's something else that sort of smooths everything out a bit. Yeah, but still keeps it aromatic. Uh, uh, so there is a fruity a fruity essence there that's not that dark dried fruit sort of thing. Yeah. So so they say. Uh, that this should be about eleven percent. Um, <laughs> they say about. Do yeah, they? I mean, well, I mean, you can never be too. You can never be too <laughs> entirely certain. Uh, but this is the kind of stout that's packed with uh, tonka beans and vanilla pods. So they've went for the vanilla as well. Mm. Uh, dropping that in, to- I, and I don't think it's very strong. I don't I'll think it is. But which one do you want to put in your gob first? Um, I'm going to try this one first. Yeah, because I've, I've I've tried a lot of mine. I already. think yours is going to wipe the floor. Um, uh, <laughs> you never know. Have, have a go and see what you think. Oh, it's very different in the flavour. That is lovely. I'd stand corrected. This is... Oh. This is so much more smooth, sweet vanilla than it ever was in the aroma. The aroma just sort of... Yeah. There was a couple of bits here and there, but... That is that is a really pleasant... And, like, that's why I've been keeping a hold of this one for so long, because mm. I could have drank it ages ago, but I've, I've been really looking forward to it, and I was like, yep, yeah, this this needs to get drank on the episode. And it's all it's all just chocolate in the finish. It's yeah. It's just lovely milk chocolate. Speci- like, it's not dark chocolate. Mm. It's milk chocolate. Cadbury's milk chocolate. Yeah. That is, that is really good. Um, so I guess now, now um, we can we no. I'm gonna have some more. No, now you by all means chug it down, sir. And now, now we try some of yours. Yeah. So again, like big big tonker on the nose. Yeah, yeah. So I think apparently uh, tonker is one of the flavor profiles in Coca Cola. I think. Interesting. Yeah, that is very different. 
Yours is somehow heavier and yet more refreshing. I, d- I, I don't know how, but no, I, heavier I, and yet more refreshing. Yeah, the, the Tonka bean adds some oomph to the yes. front. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know some of the Tonka beans beers I've had in the past have been very lingering. Yeah. When it comes to that flavor, this one isn't. It's all up front, bosh, right in the face, and yep. then dries out pretty dang quick. Yeah, yeah. And keeps things refreshing. Uh, much more like the, the milk chocolate finish on the Pomona Island was gorgeous but yes it, it it was heavy and sweet yep whereas this one yeah yeah so I mean, like one of the things that i um one of the differences i think between uh the pomona island and my one is uh the pomona island has lactose in it okay whereas mine does not mm. like i i decided i wanted to kind of stay away from uh lactose to to provide the body Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to get the, the the vast majority of the body from the grain profile, uh, and I wanted the I wanted the flavour of the tonka bean to really shine through. Um, and I find like lactose is fantastic at giving you a nice rounded mouthfeel, mm. um, but I do feel that it hides a lot of hides a lot of like the more subtle flavours um, in some of the ingredients, and I think tonka bean. Is one that can it can hold its own. Mm, it's definitely robust enough to yeah. to be. But I mean, in, you can smell just by, like as soon as you open the packet, mm. you just get that big hit in the face, and you're just like, okay, this is a this is a powerful ingredient. You've got to be careful yeah. with. And I've only ever seen it in dark beers. Uh, the the one exception, yeah, is uh, I I think there was a, a collaboration with Elusive and someone else a few years ago that was a white stout with Tonka Bean, Ooh. and it was. Lovely. See, I, I can it see that really working good. really well because like. My my big issue with white stouts is they just end up being ice cream pails, essentially. Mm. Um, but I think I can see Tonka giving it that more that more stout esque sort mm. of feel well, to it. It was the Tonka bean was strong enough that it was definitely Tonka bean. Yes, it was not a supporting character. It was no, a white no, stout no. with yeah. Tonka bean. Yeah, yeah, and I think. To me personally, that's the way to go with Tonka Bean. Is if you if you try and keep it low in the mix, it tends to make things feel a bit weird and, and yeah, slightly. I, mean, I think especially uncanny. if you yeah, I think especially if you're pairing it with vanilla. Yeah, like like because because its flavor profile is quite close to vanilla. Um, I think if you're if you're trying to keep it subtle and trying to balance it against vanilla, I think you're gonna you're gonna struggle because people are just going to be like, well, what's Where's the Tonka bean flavour? Like? Yeah, which I feel somewhat is one of the traps that the Pomona Island beer falls into a bit. And yeah. It's not identifiably Pomona Island. It's identifiably delicious. It is, So yes. potentially they've actually taken the right approach and I'm completely wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you never know, but I, I guess it depends what it is you're going for. I mean, like, if you buy an Imperial Fudge Stout with Tonka and vanilla, like, what flavour mm. groupings are you wanting from that beer? Yeah, I guess if it was an Imperial Tonka stout with vanilla and fudge, yes, it would be like, "Where's the Tonka?" This yes. is disappointing, but it's, yeah. it's but it, uh, it, yeah, it, yeah, well, that's it. it. Like, it it tells you that the Tonka bean is going to be a supporting act, yeah. in this as well as the vanilla, and I think that does come through. So you get you get that sweetness, giving you that fudge sort of taste, and then you get the you get that nice chocolatey taste right at the end. Mm. But then you've got the vanilla that just carries you through the middle. Yeah, lovely. Uh, and mm. yours is definitely Tonka, Tonka, Tonka. It is full so, Tonka. You full know. of Tonka. <laughs> full of Tonka. But one yeah. bean. 
one bean in one twenty bean meters, in which is madness. That's I like like one bean weighs like five grams. Yeah. Whereas there's a hundred grams of um coconibs in that. Mm. Sorry, right. I was having another sip. No, that's fine. But that's that's madness to me. Yeah. No, I, I, I really do like the flavours going on in yours. I think it is identifiably Tonka. Yeah. It's identifiably it, it's it's interesting enough when it comes to that Tonka that people who are not familiar with Tonka can try it and go, Oh, I see. Yeah. This is what all the fuss is about. Yeah, well that's the thing. And like one of the reasons I picked it for um the sort of like Christmas time as well, because I think it's got a very gingerbread sort of taste mm. to it. Like as more of an after, like as more of an afterthought, not necessarily whilst it's in yeah, your mouth. There's but- a there is a spice edge that's not not like spices in like chilies, but gingerbread. I think I got a little yeah. bit of cinnamon yeah. earlier yeah, on. It's yeah. just like just 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 on the edge, as well as all this other so it, earthy it, beanie. Sort it, of thing. it just reminds me of like dark muscovado sugar with like yeah. ginger, like powdered ginger, just laced there, and you're just like, okay, yeah, this is. This, yeah. this is Christmas right here. Ah, I wonder. And this, I'm I'm not saying anyone should ever do this. Right. <laughs> Tonka bean, mulled wine. I mean, I can do that. I'll be making a lot of, um, I'll be <laughs> making a lot of mead. Oh, mulled recently, mead with Tonka bean. But I could definitely do, I could definitely do some wine. Mm. It, might, some it might be horrible. Tonka. No, I think it'll be banging, pal. Next, All warm and Christmassy. and Next Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Tonka bean and everything. Tonka bean and everything. Um, this uh, has been brought to you by the Tonka Bean <laughs> Appreciation Society. We're going to start a fan club. Yeah. Um, should we try some more beer, or should I we try think, some less beer? Should we just drink all one. these beers? Yeah, I think that's the last one for today. Oh, uh, but I think it's probably time to get into a little bit about why we're having this episode as a separate episode of just final gravities. Yeah. Uh, we are taking a different step, different approach to the way that we are potentially doing episodes. Yeah. Uh, that encourages us to brew because we want to brew and not because we have to brew. Yes. And that's, it's something that has potentially been a little bit of a struggle over the past year. Yeah, with uh, everything else going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this year's had that 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 sort of effect on a lot of a lot of things. Um, yeah, yeah so, it, some people have thrived and flourished, and others have floundered. Well, I think I, I think it's made it it's been very difficult for us to try and get because we've tried doing it remotely, uh, and that it it just didn't work. And I mean, you know, I think as I, I really enjoy doing this podcast, the last thing I want to do is put something out there. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm into. Yeah. Um, yeah and same. and when we were doing it remotely, that was what was happening. I was just, I was enjoying it, but I don't think it was quite coming across really what we do. But I think slight change of um, format might help do that. Yes. So we're, we're not going to get too much into the greater details of what this format will contain because we don't know. 100%. No. Nope. It's still up in the air. But essentially what we're going to try and do from this episode onwards, uh, well, from the next episode onwards, is to have each episode a is a fully contained story of one style of beer. Yeah. So uh, it will involve us mentioning the style, trying examples, writing the recipe almost live. Yeah. Not literally live. Um, and then revisiting that beer in, in a month or two months later 
and seeing how it goes. So all of that sort of final gravity stuff of, oh, how did the beer go? And, and having It's to, all going to happen in the all same gonna, episode. It's all going to be one episode, so you can hear all of those lessons that we've learned, everything uh, all neat, neatly tied up in a and then bow. And then you can decide if you go, okay, well, I, I quite like the sound of that. Then you can uh, go on to the Malt Millers website, uh, who are our partners who supply us with all of the ingredients, uh, and you'll be able to find that recipe there and then and yeah. go, okay, I, I know how this turned out. I'll give it a go, and let's see if mine comes out the same. And you'll also be able to hear all the beers that we've tried yeah. and be able yeah. to try them yourself and decide whether or not that is a style you actually want to try doing. Um, and yeah, like... And then you can send us feedback as to how your beer comes out. Yeah, and that's something that we always love hearing about. And, yes. Um, I know that we don't always read them out every time, but we do try. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're pretty terrible at social media sometimes. And, uh, I awful at it. Yeah. Absolutely awful at it. But I, mean, I, I, I go through phases yeah, of trying uh, my th- best. This new format should help everything yep. if, if we stick to it. And um, so, first of all, I would like to say, you know, thank you, everyone, who has listened to the podcast and supported us over the last 50 episodes, 50 plus episodes, because there's been specials and all of that. Uh, It it really has been a joy to record them and to brew as much as we did. It's it's been fantastic. And the support of Malt Miller and everyone, uh, yeah, everyone who's helped us out and given us advice and given us feedback and helped us improve and become better brewers. It's, it's been, it's been lovely. This is not the end of that. This it, is just, no, no, definitely a, not. It's, it, it, it'll be a slight change of format and hopefully it'll allow us to do more sort of like on location um, testing and stuff like that. So like if, we, if we're if we in a pub together and we go, okay, look, here's, here's one of the beers we want to try, we'll be able to record that tasting remotely. Um, or if we happen to be at a pub and go, hey, there's that brewer. Let's yeah. grab them and have yeah, a quick yeah. chat. Um, and, you know, we've got, I think at the... The last sort of thing that we did before uh, all these lockdowns sort of kicked off is we were looking at um, going around and visiting more brewers. Mm. Um, and I think this format might allow us to do that. Um, A bit more freely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it is, it is definitely not the end of it. It's just the end of this style of format, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know when the next episode will be out. Uh, we are still finalizing exactly how the format's going to work and everything. Yep. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the next thing I'm going to be brewing is a DDH pale. Oh. And I'll be getting into all of that in the next episode. So keep them peeled. Yep. In the meantime. God, can you imagine peeling your ears? No. Ah, awful. It depends how flaky you are. Yep. <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> Thank you again. Uh, if you do have any feedback or anything, uh, please do get in touch on social media. Yep. We've got all the Twitter handles and the Instagrams and all of that. At by the mash turn. By the mash turn. And also, if you want to email us, it's by the mash turn at gmail.com. Nice and easy, eh? Yes. Until then, thank you very, very much. Yep. Sincerely, this has been a wonderful ride. And uh, long it, may it continue. Yeah. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.